You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Let's uh, look at 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to read the last verses of this chapter. We've been looking at 1 Thessalonians for a while in our brief Wednesday night studies. We're going to conclude the book tonight. As we have said about these last 14 or 15 verses, we have important topics, important concepts given in a short order, without explanation. Most of these obviously would have been familiar with the brethren. As concepts, they are often basic, uh, just reminders of, of basic concepts and basic doctrines and the most important thing so there's a brief reminder but they're so well known that not much needs to be said so the last four verses of the first Thessalonian letter brethren pray for us greet one another or greet all the brethren with a holy kiss I adjure you by the, word, by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So, prayer, holiness, reading of scripture, and grace. That's our final reminders. The apostle had already said about prayer maybe the most famous statement of prayer, just a few verses before. Pray without ceasing. Now he directs them to make sure he prays, they pray for Paul and his companions. Paul's practice of prayer and confidence in prayer and solicitation of prayer, I think is probably in the first two things, confidence in and, in, and uh, practice of prayer surpassed only by our Lord. Of course, it's a notable thing in our Lord's ministry, his constant prayer. Paul will have that. But also, many times, Paul will directly tell the brethren to pray for him, his companions, in the work that they're doing, in the situations that he's facing. And that is one I don't really recall Jesus ever telling his disciples, pray for me. We know he's praying for them. He tells them. But... uh, because his position is unique. Uh, we don't find him being the object of prayers. We find him being the recipient of prayer. So, brethren, pray for us. And then a passage which has, on occasion, caused a small bit of controversy. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Well, I think there's a couple of these parts of this passage that must be absolutely taken literally. And yet, at the same time, how long has it been since we exchanged with any brother or sister a holy kiss? Like they used to say, was it, was it a steak sauce? Or I forget, it was some kind of condiment. They, uh, the, the tagline of the commercial was, well, brother, that's too long, <laughs> right? I forget what they were selling with that, but... The greet 
I think is a universal instruction. And all is a universal instruction. Uh, James, particularly, deals with the attitude of favoritism among brethren, that giving preference to some brethren based on some kind of uh, uh, you know, wealth or the like, uh, and, and, and uh, dismissing another brother, uh, boy, James takes after favoritism. So I think the all there is as universal and applicable today as the greet. And it's the brethren, particularly. And the greeting is to be a holy one. But do we today have a holy kiss? Well, I don't see it very often, do you? So either we're violating this passage, or this passage is teaching a principle that we are fulfilling in another way. And I believe that's the case. Uh, uh, What are the ways in which we give greetings to people today? Well, the handshake. Well, the last couple of years, that's kind of taken a bit of a knock, hadn't it? (laughs) And then with the COVID, uh, that took an even harder knock. Uh, But um, uh, the fist bump, the, the elbow smack, the hug, the side hug, the wave. All of those things are greetings. And depending upon their context, those are probably appropriate greetings, aren't they? They are. Now, when I lived in Europe and a, greetings by, a greeting by kiss was common social custom, well, that's what the brethren did. It's also what everybody did. The brethren were to do it in a holy way. Of course, if we think of a holy kiss versus an unholy kiss, I think we immediately go to Judas. Just because you're giving somebody a greeting doesn't mean it's holy. Or Paul talked about in uh, Galatians 2, he talked about the right hand of fellowship. Or maybe it's Galatians 1, one of those two. Galatians 1 or 2, Paul talked about the right hand of fellowship. So even back then, the kiss wasn't the only way to give a greeting or an affirmation. So, no, I don't think the, the I don't think the method of the greeting is imposed by the passage. If I thought that, we probably better start kissing each other in a holy fashion, right? I lived in Europe long enough, Ben. I know the procedure. You can either have the single kiss, cheek, uh, the single cheek kiss tonight, or the double. If, if it's a really big deal, you get the three: one, two, and three. Go back and get get the first one twice. You want to sign up for the one, the two, or the three peck on the cheek kiss tonight? Or do you think this is not that what that talks about? No. Again, if we thought if we thought this was engaged, if we thought that this enjoined that, we I don't think we'd have a choice. Our European brethren, who I lived amongst for a number of years, they thought nothing of this because it was still a common custom. It's a custom I had to get used to. Uh, but uh, it you know went in Rome, and so uh, the Greek. The all and the holy, I think, are universal. But I think that the form there of a kiss can be substituted in by any culturally appropriate way. Then, read the scriptures. I adjure you by the Lord. Have this letter read to all the brethren. So let every brother read this. Um, Similar instruction in Colossians 4. 
They're to have that letter read to the Laodicean brethren, and they're supposed to have the Laodicean letter, uh, the the letter to those brethren, read among them. Or 1 Timothy 4, the um, uh, Timothy in his role as an evangelist was to give public attention to public reading of Scripture. Just imagine if we didn't all have our own copies of the Bible. It's hard to imagine because, I mean, how many copies do you have? I, I have literally hundreds. Literally, I have hundreds. And that doesn't include the ones on my iPad and my iPhone, right? Um, but imagine if we didn't have those available. And the only scripture we knew was what we heard read to us. So might we have like, you know, an extra half hour before service or an extra half hour after service where somebody did nothing but read. So we have more to go home and meditate on. And so read, read these words. And then the grace of our Lord Christ be with you. And so that's the great hope in Christ is that we have his favor with us. So prayer, holy greetings, reading of the scripture, and grace with us. And those four things really do form a pretty adequate summary of Christian life, don't they? I think they really do. Prayer, holiness with one another, and in a commonality with one another, the scripture as our guide and the grace of Christ. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.